The following podcast is a presentation of the PTB Media Network. What's up, everybody? Welcome back to your favorite spinoff podcast. Welcome back to Liga Trish English here on the Mr. Benfica podcast feed. I'm your host, as always, the Mr. Mike Agustinho. You can follow me on the X, as they call it now, or on Twitter, as I still call it, at Mike Agustinho. That's at M-I-K-E-A-G-O-S-T-I-N-H-O. And it's time to talk a brand new season of Liga 3 English. That's right, we're talking Portuguese third division in English here, as we will all season. You guys gave me a lot of feedback on this show last last season. Uh, a lot of you liked it, so I'm going to keep on doing it. We're going to talk about the teams in the small cities and towns all across Portugal, our, our hometowns and ancestral hometowns, north, central, and south. No islands this season, unfortunately. None of the islands are represented in this edition of the Liga 3. And also, only 20 clubs this season, and not 24. So the points are going to be even more precious this season to try to stay up. Round 1 and 2 is what we're talking about in this episode because the Federation decided to do, a, I guess, a double round in the first week. I mean, we... We had matches during the week and then on the weekend, and that is how the season started. Before I get into the results and whatnot, a little bit of news because of where we left off at the end of last season. All right, we left off with obviously Union Ladia winning the title, Bulanis is coming in second, both of them being promoted to the second division to the Liga 2, while in the promotion relegation playoff between. The third, the team that ended up finishing in third place by way of a playoff, so they had to go through two playoff rounds, through four matches, home and away. Um, Lank Villaverdense first beating Braga B to get that spot, and then beating Bisad in the relegation promotion playoff. Bisad, of course, finishing 16th last season in the Liga 2. And uh, Lank Villaverdense, fortunately for just about everybody listening, I think. I've never had a B-Sad fan uh, object to anything said on this podcast. But as everybody, I think, was happy to hear, Lank Villaverdense promoted to the second division. They did end up getting their licensure or whatever you call it, getting certified, meeting the criteria to be licensed to play in the second division to be a professional football club. And um, however... Bisad was supposed to be relegated. They were supposed to fuse or merge with the club known as Cova de Piedad. And they were supposed to be known as Cova de Piedad Sad this season in the Liga 3. But since then, then that entity of Cova de Piedad Sad unable to gain uh to gain regi- to register for the third division for the Liga 3. Um I'm not sure exactly what were the entire reasons, but there were there were issues with the setup. There were issues with paperwork. They didn't quite do the registration right. I don't think they truly believed they were going to get relegated, or perhaps they didn't really think that this smerger was going to happen in the event of a relegation. Uh, but for one reason or another, 
this this entity that was supposed to be the merger of Cover the Piedad and Bisad did not get gain entry into the Liga 3. They did not successfully register. So the, the Portuguese Federation, the FPF, promoted the fourth place team from the CNS last season from the fourth division. That was, of course, Peru Pinheiro. And as a result, um, Cover the Piedad, sad as it was to be known, it did not have anywhere to play this season and now it's broken today the news is that it has actually the merger has actually been called off i think B- bsad is dead i think it's it's rip to that entity known as bsad um and it has already been announced that uh cover the piedad is going to reopen operations now if you don't know they folded or suspended operations over a year ago uh when they were relegated financial issues issues with their sad they had no sad and that's why they were merging with b sad to, to form this new i guess club entity whatever you want to call it they were going to form and um i think both parties kind of did this half-heartedly and it was only it, i feel like they only thought this was gonna go through if they were in the second division if they were to stay up because it doesn't look like they did any of the necessary homework to to inscribe themselves and register themselves in the Liga 3 and as a result the merger now it was reported today has been called off it has been canceled and Cova de Piedad has registered to to resume operation and they have entered into the second division in the Stubal district in the AF Stubal. So they will resume football operations this season as a amateur club in the districts in the second division of the Stubal district. So yeah, I think the soap opera of the Bisad story is over. Perhaps, um, perhaps you know, Code City, the the owner, you know, the the majority owners of of Bisad may appear again perhaps they'll find another club to fuse with in the future who knows um these fusion these, these fusions aren't that new the they call them fusions in portuguese these mergers are not that new that's how estrela damadora went from the districts to the to the third division to the second division overnight essentially uh by merging with an entity known as sintra football so um yeah we can we can watch that and see if code city shows up um and finds a new suit or finds a new club to take over. We'll we'll have to wait and see. But that is the latest on that. So now let's talk results here. Let's talk about round one, Liga Trish. All right. We start in the north. We start in Verzin at the Stadio du Verzin Sport Club. Okay. And they are hosting Braga B in the opening match Monday, August the 7th. Go back. Um, almost two weeks now to Monday, August the 7th for this opener. Verzin hosting Braga B, and it is Joãozinho in the ninth minute putting the home side ahead. Remember, this club was moments from qualifying for the promotion group last year. And from that, over the course of the following six weeks, nearly were relegated to the fourth division, to the CNS. They stayed up on the final day. They're managed now by Vitor Pineda. So the club has a very ambitious uh, mission. They do want to be promoted. They're going to try it again. And um, uh, they, they've got a strong team again. We'll see if they run out of gas like they did last season. But they start off with a 1-0 victory. 
uh, at home to Braga B and pick up the first three points of the season. We move to Tuesday, August the 8th, and there's a whole slew of matches on Tuesday, August the 8th. We start in the University City. We start in Coimbra, Academica versus newly promoted uh, Primeiro de Dezembro, the side from Sintra. And we're at the Municipal Stadium in Coimbra, as I said. And it is the students taking the lead. Academica, 59th minute, thanks to João Silva. But five minutes later, Diogo Gracio would level four. Primeiro de Dezembro and the Sintra side pull level. That's how this one finishes. This one finishes 1-1 in Coimbra. A share of the spoils to each. We move back up north now. Faf hosting another promoted side, Vianense, the side from Viana do Castelo. And uh, this one was quite a matchup, actually. I watched quite a bit of this one on Canal and it was a back-and-forth matchup. Uh, both teams having a hard time getting on the score sheet, though, uh, in front of a very good crowd in Faf. However, in stoppage time, second-half stoppage time to be exact, it is the newly promoted side. It is Vianes picking up all three points thanks to Nuno Barbosa. He scores in the 90th plus one, and their traveling support goes absolutely crazy, spilling off of the stand onto the pitch. As they celebrate their first three points in Liga 3, it is Faf nil. Vianes one. Staying in the north, Canelas taking on Anadia. And this one gets off to a fast start. And in the 17th minute, it is Canelas getting on the board first. Ahmed Docore with the goal. But then the side from the Aveiro district comes roaring back. Anadia. Pole level just three minutes later, thanks to Alvarinho. It's 1-1. And then in the 38th minute, still before the stroke of halftime, Anadia goes ahead on the road, thanks to Brenu. He puts them ahead 2-1. They take that lead into halftime. And for much of the second half, looked destined to pick up three points to start the season. But the home side comes roaring back in the 84th minute. Gabriel Tigrão. Would level it for the home side. Canelish 2010. Pulling even. 2-2 with 6 minutes to play. Taking us into stoppage time. And in the 90th plus 2. Anadia sees themselves reduced to 10 men. As Uriku is sent off. And just 1 minute later. It's a name I have a feeling I'm going to say a lot this season. I said it a lot last season. It's Alex Tunk for the home side for Canelish in the 90th plus three. Alex Tunk makes it three to two. Canelish come from behind to take all three points in round one. It's Canelish 2010 three. Anadia two. And we stay in the north in another newly promoted side, hosting one of last year's uh, top teams, one of the teams from last year's promotion phase. They were unable to obviously gain promotion, but still one of the top teams in Liga 3 last season. I'm talking about promoted Lusitania Loroza hosting Felgeiras 1932. And the newly promoted side held their own here, and Felgaters don't do themselves any favors. The start of the second half, Rui Rampa sent off for a straight Red card, reducing Felgatish to to 10 men in the 67th minute. A golden opportunity for the home side for Lusitania Loroza to take the lead. Up steps Mika to the penalty spot, but his penalty is missed. 
This one finishes nil-nil. Neither team able to take the three points here. Uh, if you're Lusitania La Rosa, you're probably happy to take a point against Felgades, a team that many have picked to be fighting for promotion once again this season. Uh, this one finishes nil-nil. Like I said, a share of the spoils to each. We're still on Tuesday, August the 8th, and we're moving back into the south section, into Serie B. Oliveira do Hospital in the Coimbra district hosting Ribatejus Alverca. And this one uh, gets off to, to a slower start. Uh, the first half, you know, the, the two teams are feeling each other out. Alverca also a team who qualified for the promotion phase last season. They have invested heavy the last two or three seasons and have really been pushing for promotion each season. Unable to get it yet. Is this going to be the year for the Ribat Janus? Well, they would suffer a setback right after halftime, 46th minute. Oliveira do Hospital takes the lead thanks to Ricardo Damazu. And it looked for a moment there where the, the side from the Coimbra district were going to push to the end and, and try to get the three points here. But only five minutes later, they come crashing back down to earth. Referee points to the spot, up steps Rui Batalha. A name I'm I said quite a bit last season as well. I'm expecting to say it this season. He steps up to the spot and makes no mistake. Rui Batalha opens his account for this season, scoring this penalty. 1-1 in the 90th, plus 2 with both teams jockeying for position. Oliveira do Hospital will be elated when the referee points to the spot. This time it's their, their turn to step up and to make matters uh, even better. For Oliveira do Hospital, Alverca's Zé Oliveira guilty of committing the foul and sees his second yellow card and is sent to the showers a few moments early. So in the 90th plus 3, it is Rivaldo stepping up to take the pen. However, Rivaldo does not convert his pen. Alverca survive with a point after stopping the penalty in second half stoppage time. This one finishes. Oliveira, Hospital 1, Alverca 1. We keep working our way through Tuesday's matches, and we go to the Sintra district as Peru Pinheiro takes on the recently relegated Sporting Cuvillan, who joined from the Liga 2, obviously. And the, the side from the mountains travel down to Sintra to take on Peru Pinheiro. You have a relegated side versus a promoted side. And, well... Welcome to the big time, I think, is the is the message to Peru Pinheiro on behalf of Sporting Cuvillan as the Mountaineers uh, or the Lions of the Mountains would take the lead in the 37th minute thanks to Montserrat Opeyemi. And they would double their lead still before halftime in the 43rd minute. Gilberto converts a penalty. It's 2-0 going into halftime for Cuvillan in the second half shortly thereafter. Five minutes into the second half to be exact. Adacole Benedict makes it 3-0 sporting the Cuvillan. And they don't stop there as they mercilessly continue to attack the promoted Peru Pinheiro. And in the 70th minute it is Mohamed Adams who finds the back of the net. Puts his name on the score sheet and closes out the scoring for this one. Final in Sintra, it is Peru Pinheiro nil, Sporting Cuvillan four. 
as Spartan Kuvillian get a gr- good start. And obviously, they don't intend to spend much time here in Liga 3. Um, their goal is obviously to get right back to the second division. Speaking of relegated sides, the other one was in action as well at home in Trofa. It is Trofens taking on San Juanes. And the nearly prom- nearly promoted side last season, San Juanes was taking on, obviously, as I just said, the recently relegated Trofens. But uh, the new side in the league, just a little bit too much for the boys from San Juan de Madeira, although this one was an even match that went right down to the final whistle. But in second half, stoppage time, 90th minute, plus three, Pipu finds the back of the net. Trofense take all three points late at the death. Their fans go absolutely crazy as they, just like Sporting the Cuvillan, fancy themselves to be promoted this season. They want to get right back in the second division ASAP, and they start their campaign perfectly with a 1-0 win late. The type of victory that can really build morale and that can really uh, buoy a team towards the top of the table early on. And we finish Tuesday's matchups in the nightcap. This one is full disclosure. If you've never listened to this this uh, spinoff uh, and you don't know this, it is my side, my home my home club, if you will, my my local club, Kaldash Sport Club. Uh, hosting newly promoted and defending champion of the CNS Athletic Club Portugal, the historic Athletic Club Portugal, making the relatively short trip just slightly north to Caldas de Reina. And um, to be honest, I'm concerned about Caldas this season. I think that uh, this is going to be a very tough season for for my boys. Uh, with four fewer teams in the league, it means safety is going to be that much harder. And um, I am concerned that you know we could end up fighting for to avoid relegation late in the season. The last two seasons we have fought, uh, we have fought valiantly for for a good portion of the season to push towards the promotion spots. Have not managed to qualify for the promotion phase yet in the in these first two editions of the league, but have done enough work in that stage to earn enough points to stay out of the relegation spots. However, like I said, four fewer teams this season. It's going to be uh, very difficult uh, to stay up for college this season. And the season gets off to a tough start at the Campo da Mata, the beautiful enchanted forest, the Mata Encantada, as the visitors go ahead in the 16th minute, thanks to an own goal from Eduardo Monteiro. And uh, it is 1-0 Atletico, but college come roaring back. Uh, it doesn't take them long. It takes them five minutes. Some good play, some good ball movement uh, will create a foul in the penalty area. The referee points to the spot, up steps one of Kaldish's long-serving, uh, one of their long-serving, well-known names, a man who has he has made his way to all the way to the first division in this league before returning to his home club. Uh, he has played for Bisad and for Leishonj, and he even has a first division match under his belt. For Bisad, though he spent most of his time with their U23s. But I'm talking about João Tarzan Rodrigues. And Tarzan steps up, converts the pen, and opens his scoring account for the season. And it's 1-1. And just four minutes later, Kaldish will take the lead. 
as Luis Farinha scores a brilliant goal coming down the left. And uh, he is in good form early on in the season, Luis Farinha. And college are going to need him to be very, very good this season. And they go into the halftime uh, team talk ahead 2-1. to one. And manager Jose Vala had to have been liking what he saw. However, coming out in the second half, uh, they came out a little bit unstable, if you will. Uh, somewhat against the run of play here in the 54th minute Atletico pull level. Tiago Morgado scores and makes it 2-2 and two minutes later while uh, while Calders are a little bit shell-shocked. David, Din- David Dinamite excuse me, uh, scores for Athletic Club de Portugal and they take the lead in their return to third division football. Uh, this was the first meeting between these two teams since the 1960s, officially, in those days playing in the old second division, as it was known back then. Uh, Caldas, though, do not give up. They push forward until the end. Um, substitutions come on. Caldas gain some speed, and naturally, Atletico will will drop a bit, try to hold for the result. But in the forty, in the excuse me, in the ninetieth plus five, it's that man again. It is João Tarzan Rodriguez who gets on the back of a, a the ball is sent into the area on a corner kick, and then headed towards the back post. And Tarzan is there before anyone else. He gets onto the loose ball, heads it in. And Caldas rescue a point at the death in front of nearly 3,000 fans, including a big friend of the podcast, Neil. Neil was in the house for this match. He sent me some pictures from the Mata. Uh, He had a great time, and um, he was there that day. Like I said, Caldas rescue a point and open the season with a point, and I do fear and believe that for Caldas this season, Every point is going to be crucial, so to take one in the 90th plus 5 here, we'll see how much that point is worth down the road. This one finishes Caldas 3, Atletico 3. We move to Wednesday. One match on Wednesday the 9th. It is Sporting B, the Baby Lions, hosting the team that I felt was really one of the sensations of last season up until the promotion phase. Through the regular phase, they were fantastic. They finished the the regular phase with the most points of any team, but then completely collapsed in the promotion phase. I don't think they won a single game in those final six. I'm talking about Amora, the side from the Margen Sul. This one is played in Alcuchet. And in the 31st minute, Rafael Nil puts the Baby Lions ahead 1-0. They take that lead to halftime. They take that lead through the second half. However, Sporting B would have Diego Calai sent off in the 90th plus 6, but they manage to hang on with 10 men. This one finishes Sporting B 1, Amora 0. That, my friends, is round number 1. Let's keep it moving here on Liga 3 English. Let's go right to round 2. These matches were played on Saturday, August the 12th. We start up north. We start with the Baby Bishops, a team that's, that is heartbroken to have not been promoted last year, beaten in that playoff, that third-place playoff by Lanc Vila Verdense. I'm talking about Braga B taking on Lusitania Lorosa Again, the promoted side. And in the 37th minute, the promoted side sends shockwaves through the Braga training complex as Fabio Forch gets on the board. And the black and yellows take the lead. 
they host they hold that lead excuse me all the way through the second half even in st- second half stoppage time 90th plus 7 Lusitania La Rosa sees Bruno Moraes sent off they'll have to finish with 10 but even with 10 they find a way and they keep Braga B off the score sheet and Lusitania La Rosa take 3 points and they got two clean sheets from their first two matches that is quite a start in Liga 3 for a promoted side. This one finishes, like I said, Braga B, nil, Lusitania, La Rosa, 1. Staying in the north, São João de Madeira is the site. It is São João taking on Canelas 2010. And I mentioned this guy's name in round 1. I'm going to mention it again for Canelas. Remember the name, Alex Tank. That's Alex, T-A-N-Q-U-E, Tank. The tank scores. This one's from the penalty spot, but he picks up his second of the season here and puts Canelage ahead 1-0 just nine minutes into the match. San Juanes, a strong team, would fight back. They would fight hard throughout the entire first and second half, but unable to get the ball into the goal, unable to find that equalizer and then paying the ultimate price in the 90th plus two. Canelage will double their lead and lock up the three points. They're perfect through two rounds. This one was scored by Luan Almeida. It finishes San Juanense nil, Canelage two. Moving a bit south now to Ribatejo to Alverca. Alverca hosting the students. Alverca versus Academica. And Alverca would take a lead early in the second half, or halfway through the second half, I should say. The 68th minute, to be exact, João Lucas scores for the Ribadjanus, and it is 1-0 to Alverca, and they had to fancy themselves to take all three points here. It looked certain to be three points for Alverca, but then in the 89th minute, the students come roaring back. Academica draws a level from the penalty spot, no less. It's Juan Perea who makes it 1-1 and puts Academica on the board. And uh, just for good measure, just in case Alverca was was hoping to keep a point, they would make the same mistake again and concede another penalty. This one in the 90th plus four. We're in second half stoppage time. Again, it is Juan Perea who steps up. And again, Juan Perea converts his penalty. And in the in in a matter of final five minutes, Academica Coimbra steals three points from Alverca. It's Alverca 1, Academica 2 to finish this one. And the last match on Saturday, the nightcap in the Coimbra district. Uh, it is Anadia hosting Faf. Faf uh, traveling with good support, with large number of support. I got to say the houses have been very good in these first two rounds. Uh, good attendances for the Liga 3, which is is a trend that has been growing over, over the history of this league, now starting its third season. And uh, it, it, these clubs, for the most part, have been well-supported, and the support has been growing. And um, this league's really a fun league to watch. It's fun to support your local club. And as Neil will tell you, I think it cost him about four euros to get a ticket to see Caldish play. I'm sure that's about the going rate everywhere. Anadia, though, would find themselves down to 10 men just 27 minutes into the match. Marciu sent off with a straight red card. They would fight valiantly with 10 men, but in the 70th minute, it finally became too much for Anadia. DD would put Faf ahead, 
and that is all Faf would need. The the visiting team goes into Anadia and takes three points. This one finishes Anadia nil. Faf one Sunday, August the thirteenth. We start up north again. We start in Viana do Castelo, and the promoted side who are. Going to be flying high after their round one win, a hosting Verzin, who also had a round one win of their own. And the two teams square off, and in the 29th minute, it is the visitors, it is Verzin, managed, like I said, by Vitor Pineda, who take the lead thanks to Jaca. Jaca makes it 1 0, Verzin. Short lived, though, 36th minute. João Cardoso levels for Viennese, and they go to halftime 1 1, all level. However, just Eight minutes later, 53rd minute to be exact, Verzin retake the lead thanks to Shandong. And you Verzin would see themselves hold on to this one. Uh, in the 63rd minute, they would have a chance to double the lead, have a chance to add on to it as the referee would award a penalty. Rui Areyes steps up for Verzin, but unable to convert. It stays 2-1. Viennes fights valiantly, but is unable to equalize. This one finishes in Viana do Castelo. Viennes 1, Verzin 2. Um, we move now to the Margin Sul. We move to Amora. It is Amora hosting Oliveira do Hospital. And in the fourth minute, the visitors take the lead thanks to Lucas Lima. And not much else to talk about in this one. Uh, rough start for Amora. They are basically continuing the form they showed in the promotion phase last season. As uh, if I'm not mis- if my math serves me uh, right, that's eight matches without a win now for Amora. If going back to last season, they lose at home one nil in their home opener. Oliveira do Hospital happy to go back to the Queenborough District with all three points. We move now to Alcantara and to Athletic Club de Portugal at the Tapadinha, hosting Peru Pinheiro uh, in a battle of promoted sides. In the 15th minute, the very on-form Balotelli will score for Athletic Club de Portugal. He played very well against Caldas in the previous week. Uh, that is a name I remember having watched the match, and his name was said many, many times, though he didn't get on the score sheet in round one. He was very, very influential in the match and he gets on the score sheet here in their home opener Atletico take the lead 1-0 in the 15th however in the 19th Hugo Ventosa of Atletico would be sent to the showers straight red card leaving Atletico with a with a one-man disadvantage playing with 10 forced to play with 10 from the 20th minute on at halftime it's still 1-0 Atletico uh staying well organized not really giving uh Peru Pinheiro much to take away from, and you you have to start wondering, um, you have to start wondering if Pedro Pinedo is cut out for this this division. Now they didn't, they didn't get promoted on their own merit. They got promoted because Bisad slash Cover the Piedad didn't feel the team or didn't register, so they were moved up. Uh, you know, they were moved up by as they say in the Secretaria, in the in basically with paperwork they were moved up by default. And they struggle here. They can't even get a goal against a 10-man Atletico. And then in the 84th minute, it's the same guy again. It is Balotelli finding the back of the net. And um, his first goal was was nominated by Canalons as the Liga 3 goal of the week. It was in the top three. The second one was nothing to uh, be ashamed of either. 2-0 to Atletico. That's your final result at the Tapadinha. Atletico 2, 
Pedro Pinheiro, nil. Back up north for Felgueiras versus Trofens. And the home side would take the lead in the 25th minute. Bruninho would put Felgueiras 19-32 ahead. The recently relegated side would, would try to fight back. Remember in round one, they left it late. Looking to score late again, hoping to rescue a point, but in, they would not be successful on this night as Felgueiras hold tight and secure the three points, holding on to the 1-0 victory at home against Trofense. Primeiro Dezembro playing in a borrowed stadium. I believe they were playing in Rio Maior uh, due to the fact that their home stadium, um, their home stadium known as o Campo Conde de Sucena, uh, in Sintra, not up to the standards of the Liga 3. So they're playing pretty far away in Rio Maior and uh, playing in front of very few fans. There was a decent amount of Kaldish fans, though, that made the trip out there. Uh, probably a shorter trip for them. I believe it is a shorter trip for them. And um, this would be a matchup of two two teams here in the south section. And it would be the home side, Primeiro Dezembro, taking the lead. I told you I'm worried about Kaldish this season. Diogo Gracio scores for the second week in a row, puts Primeiro Dezembro on the board in the second minute. Second minute. And um, Calders would stabilize a little bit. They'd reorganize and they would take control of the match for much of the first half. And finally, in the dying moments of the first half, in the 45th plus six, it's that guy again. It is the guy, their in-form uh, striker. Of the moment right now, the veteran, longtime college player, João Tarzan Rodrigues, who finds the back of the net for his third of the season and sends the teams to the locker room at halftime level 1-1. College come out strong out of the second half, out of the halftime whistle. And five minutes into the second half, Gonçalo Chaves makes it 2-1 to the visitors, 2-1 to my boys. And... Excitement setting in. Again, every point I think is going to be precious this season if you're Kaldish Sport Club. However, uh, mental lapse and uh, lack of focus here would come back to bite them in the 59th minute as the referee points to the spot. Uh, Primeiro Zemrus, Ruben Marks steps up, converts his penalty, beating Wilson Swarsh, and it is 2 2. Primeiro Dezembro would go to 10 men in the 76th minute as Diogo Coelho would be sent off for accumulation of yellow cards. College going for the victory here, knowing it's 2-2 and they're up a man. And as happened a number of times last season, when they go for it this aggressively, they end up paying the ultimate price. And in the 83rd minute, once again, it's Ruben Marques on the counter. Makes it 3-2 to Primeiro Dezembro. And the Sintra side take all three points in this one. And um, a very, very good start to the Liga 3 for Primeiro Dezembro. This one finishes Primeiro Dezembro 3, Caldersport Club 2. And the final match on, the final match of the round, I should say, on Sunday and of round 2 is in the mountains. It is in Cuvillan. It is Sporting Cuvillan versus Sporting B. And, um, well, this this uh, relegated side, Sporting Cuvillan, still has a very strong team. It's, it's obvious. Uh, very much a club. It seems to be a club that's still playing at a, at a Liga 2 level as they just, in the first half, completely dismantle Sporting B. 
Pedro Casagrande would would score first in the 23rd minute for Cuvillan, and then Gilberto would convert a penalty in the 38th minute. To add insult to injury, Miguel Alves would redirect the ball into his own goal for Sporting B just before halftime, making it 3-0. Sporting Cuvillan will hold that result, see it out through the second half, and it is Cuvillan 3, Sporting B 0. That's your final result of round two. That's where the round closes, and we move now to the table in the Liga 3. We'll start in the north, the Serie A, as they call it. I call it the north because it is completely geographically. Uh, it's completely based on geography. Two teams are perfect through two rounds. It's Canelis and Verzini with six points apiece. Canelis slightly ahead on goal difference with a plus three goal difference, while Verzini have a plus two. And they are two points better than the two teams in third and fourth. Felgadez in third right now on four points with a plus one goal difference. Also with a plus one goal difference and four points in fourth place. It is the newly promoted Lusitania Loroza uh, starting off very, very well. And so is their fellow promoted side. Just one spot behind them, one point behind them, Viennese is in 5th right now with 3 points, as is 6th place Trofense with 3 points, and 7th place Faf, 3 points, all 3 of those teams, 3 points, a, a goal difference of 0. In 8th place now you have the 3 winless sides, Anadia in 8th with a negative 2 goal difference, Braga B 9th with a negative 2 goal difference as well, and right now in 10th place, not where they want to be, Expected to be one of the teams fighting for the top four spots. It's Sojournes with two defeats, no points after two rounds, and a negative three goal difference. In the south, in the Serie, the Serie B. Yeah, this team's not really located in the south. I guess that throws that away. But they're still further south than any of the teams in in uh, the north section. It's Sporting the Cuvillan, and they are running away um, right now in terms of goal difference they have six points just like the two teams atop the north and they have a an even better goal difference of plus seven academica right now has the number two spot thanks to their plus one goal difference four points also on a plus one goal difference and on four points is primero zembro and in fourth right now athletic club de portugal uh with also four points fifth place also with four points, Oliveira Hospital. Sixth place right now, Sporting B with three points and a negative two goal difference. Um, just behind them with one point is Alverca and Caldas, each of them with one point and with negative one goal difference. And then you have the two winless sides in the bottom right now. Ninth place, Amora, zero points, negative two goal difference. And right now the team that looks a little bit out of place, Peru Pinheiro. 10th place, no points, negative 6 goal difference. Let's look at the top scorers now after two rounds. Leading the leading the charts right now in the Golden Boot race is my guy. It is Tarzan from Caldas Sport Club. João Rodrigues, his real name. He's got three goals, one of them coming from the penalty spot. And then you have you have six players on two goals. Alex Tunk of, of Canelas, Balotelli of Atletico. Diogo Gracio of Primeiro Dezembro, Ruben Marques of Primeiro Dezembro, Gilberto of Covilhã, and Juan Perea of Academica. And then from there, a whole slew of players with one goal. Round three fixtures. Now, the round kicks off 
By the time you listen to this, it may have already kicked off. It's kicking off on Friday, August the 18th. It kicks off in Covillan. It is Sporting Covillan hosting Atletico. That one's a 7.30 p.m. Portuguese Standard Time kickoff on Canal Ons. And then Saturday, three matches on the docket. Lusitania Lorosa hosting VNS at 4 p.m. Uh, Portuguese time. And then at 6 p.m. Portuguese time, Caldas hosting Alverca. And Peru Pinheiro hosting Primeiro Zembro. Those are the matches on Saturday. Sunday, the rest of the matches take place. Uh, starting in the north, the early one at 4 p.m. Portuguese time. Faf hosting Verzin. And then... You have the rest of the matches kicking off at 6 p.m. Portuguese time. Academica hosting Amora. Anadia hosting São Joanes. Braga B hosting Trofens. Canelas hosting Felgueiras. And Sporting B hosting Oliveira do Hospital at Alcochete. And that does it for rounds one and two of the Liga 3 in uh, this 2023-2024 season. If you have any feedback uh, regarding this pod, regarding anything, feel free to hit me up. My DMs are open on Twitter at Mike Agustinho. Again, that's at M-I-K-E-A-G-O-S-T-I-N-H-O. The next podcast dropping will likely be, uh, let's see, it's going to be probably episode 168 of Mr. Benfica. I am traveling this weekend. Like I said, I am driving to Ohio. For those of you not in the United States, I'm driving... Uh, about 12 my 12 hours or so across two days. I'm doing most of the driving Saturday, and then I'm doing a little bit more on Sunday because I'm attending uh, a derby match, uh, an MLS derby match in Ohio on Sunday night. I'm going to be attending Columbus Crew versus FC Cincinnati, taking my 7-year-old with me. He loves going on these trips to go to these matches. So I'm going to be on the road most of the day on, on uh, Saturday. I will be obviously checking out the highlights on uh, Saturday night when I get to my hotel in Ohio. And um, uh, the next episode of, of Liga Trajan English will probably drop early next week. I'm going to try to keep this as a mon- going forward as a Monday or Tuesday recording, uh, but it all depends when I get Mr. Benfica episode 168 done. Of course, Benfica playing Saturday at home against Estrela Amadora. Uh, tomorrow, Friday the 18th, I guess today when you listen to this, I will be recording the next episode of the Parking the Bus podcast, so you can look for that on that podcast feed as well. And um, this season, the Parking the Bus podcast episodes, the flagship episodes, will be video podcasts, but they won't be on YouTube uh, if you want to see the video. You can see it on Spotify or you can watch it when I post it on www.parkinthebusmedia.com. All right, that's going to do it here. I'll talk to you very, very soon. Enjoy your weekend. Enjoy the football. Support your local club. And um, we'll be back here very, very soon on the Mr. Befica feed. I'm the Mr. Mike Agustinho signing off, and I'll catch you next time when we talk more Puru football, when we talk more Liga 3 English. We are so good. Yeah.